Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on the 19th of January, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank and the latest Indiana farm news plus markets and weather are brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up today, C.J. Miller and Eric Pfeiffer from the Fort Wayne Farm Show talking spring planting preparations and Purdue online tools farmers should know about. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says colder with rain and snow possibilities and a sell-off yesterday in the markets. Settlements and Tom Fritz analysis coming on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. From the Fort Wayne Farm Show, I'm Eric Pfeiffer, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. C.J. Miller is here as well. We'll hear from him in just moments here at the Fort Wayne Farm Show, the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. It closes out today. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to chat with Jim Mintert, director of the Purdue Center for Commercial Agriculture. He spoke to the crowd here during a seminar at the Fort Wayne Farm Show about some easy-to-use tools from the Purdue Center for Commercial Agriculture. So we have a number of tools that you can access on the Center for Commercial Agriculture's website, which is just purdue.edu slash commercial ag. And, uh, you know, the ones we were talking about this morning were uh, obviously the crop basis tool, which was developed by primarily by my colleague, Dr. Nathan Thompson, which allows you to look at what basis is doing currently in your part of the state relative to an average. And it defaults to doing a three-year average, but you can look at data going all the way back to 2005 on the website. So it allows you to get an idea as to how good the basis bids are locally, what the seasonal pattern is, maybe helps you identify some time frames when you want to actually lock in the basis. And then the other two we looked at were um, uh, the price distribution tool, which is actually a University of Illinois farm doc tool, but it's available from our website, so you can find it from the same location. And it allows you to look at current futures prices for corn and soybeans and what the level of risk that exists in that, in that marketplace. And it's all based on option premiums. Um, the scientists at the University of Illinois have developed a tool in the background that looks at option premiums and uses that to estimate how prices might uh, actually go off the board at. And then the third tool we looked at is, um, I think a lot of your listeners probably know my colleague, Dr. Michael Langemeyer, develops uh, the crop basis or crop budget uh, estimates of force at Purdue. And the spreadsheet that he uses to do that has been made user-friendly. And you can download that spreadsheet and use that to plug your own numbers in calculate your own break-evens as opposed to just using the produced stylized numbers. So 
very handy tool in terms of thinking about your marketing program and, and how that might uh, compare to what your costs are. And again, those tools available at purdue.edu slash commercial ag. Jim, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity. Good to talk to you, Eric. C.J. Miller has more now from the Fort Wayne Farm Show. Thanks, Eric. I'm at the Specialty Hybrids booth here at the Fort Wayne Farm Show, and I am with Specialty Hybrids technical agronomist Tom Manny. And Tom, it's hard to believe we're just a few months away from the beginning of spring planting. What advice do you have for Indiana farmers as they make their preparations now for spring planting? Great question, CJ. So I would recommend right now farms across Indiana, they really need to be focused on finalizing their crop plan for 2023. So figuring out what crops they're gonna be putting on different parts of their farm, what their fertility program's gonna look like for this upcoming year. So maybe if you're on corn, are you gonna stick with pre-plant on hydrus? Are you gonna focus, maybe switch to 28? Uh, so what different fertility programs are you gonna be looking at? And then also importantly, getting your herbicide program locked in for this growing season. So what your pre-programs are going to look like for corn and soybeans, what your in-crop, what your post-passes are going to look like for corn and soybeans, getting that product, product locked in, getting that product figured out exactly where that's going to go across your farm. Once again, Tom Manny, technical agronomist with Specialty Hybrids here at the Fort Wayne Farm Show. I'm C.J. Miller. All right, C.J., thanks. The Fort Wayne Farm Show continues today until 4 p.m. at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. On the seminar stage at 1230 will be the Purdue drone team talking about drones and how you can utilize them on your farm. From the Fort Wayne Farm Show, I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Still dealing with a little bit of wetness here this morning, but this action is working out of the state relatively quickly. The bulk of our rain activity came overnight last night. I think by the time we get to mid-morning, a dry slot will be in charge over all of the Hoosier State. Some rain lifting or pushing to the east, the snow trying to develop a little bit farther north. But I think for a large chunk of today, we are dry. Secondary batch of moisture coming in late this afternoon into this evening. It's coming in with the cold air. So at this point, I will not rule out sloppy wet snowflakes from I-70 northward. That's a little bit farther south than we were talking 24 hours ago. So yes, we have to deal with a little bit of sloppy wet snowflake activity. I am not concerned about accumulation in most areas here tonight. In the lower Michigan, sure. Northwest Ohio, maybe. But in Indiana, I just don't think we see much. And once we get to midnight, that precipitation threat is over and done. Tomorrow, cold in all areas, but we're looking at clouds breaking up. Partly sunny for Saturday as well, but chilly. Still looking at some snow trying to move in here on Sunday, but less of a threat. It's likely trying to split and miss us either to the north and west or to the south and east. So I'm still going to say maybe some minor accumulations of a coating to an inch over the Hoosier State, but coverage dialing back to about 40%. It just doesn't look like we have as much of a threat of snow. Keep your eyes on that. We'll update you again tomorrow morning. And then we go through next week, mostly precipitation-free, but chilly. At least Monday through Thursday, we are dry. Now, I will say southern Indiana could pick up a little bit of precipitation, some snow on Wednesday. Predominantly, we're seeing that down in Kentucky and Tennessee, but southern tier counties of Indiana may have to watch out. And then we get into late week and the weekend. Cold Canadian high pressure comes down in. That could trigger a few flurries here and there. But otherwise, not a lot of moisture in our longer-term forecast. 
That's a look at your update. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. A sell-off, corn, soybeans, and wheat. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Wednesday Farm Market Review. Brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Visit them in the North Wing at the National Farm Machinery Show, and they'll even give you a price list. Value, knowledge, performance, it's in their genetics. We have prices coming up, the settlements from Wednesday. First, market analysis, which I secured at the end of Wednesday trade from Tom Fritz, EFG Group in Chicago. Tom, on Wednesday, the bias was lower, led lower by soybeans, so why don't we start there? Weak market. Off of the lows for the day, but still double-digit losses in beans. Well, you know, Andy, uh, you know, we'll start with yesterday. Monday night, all mar- all grain markets were uh, were lower, and they finished higher. Last night, grain markets were higher, and we went lower. So, yeah, we can always find uh, you know some rationale for what's going on here. But uh, you know, I want to note that uh, the day trading funds, uh, they're just you know. They're churning themselves, you know, they they push this thing around and I can't imagine anybody's making any money. But uh, some of the uh, rationale behind today's trade, um, you know, in the case of corn and uh, soybeans, uh, a lot of focus has been on uh, Argentina, uh, the dry, warm weather down there. Well, forecasts have shifted a little bit from day to day, uh, a little bit more rain in the uh, near term forecast for Argentina. Um not sure if it's a trend change yet, but uh, some folks are, uh, you know, trying to suggest that maybe 10 days out, 14 days out, Argentina could indeed see a trend change. So I think that weighs on uh, our markets a little bit. Um, also, uh, people, uh, you know, are talking, hey, Brazil has got a huge soybean crop. Okay, harvest has gotten off to a little bit of a slow start, but uh, it's just a question of when. Is this market going to hit the uh, you know the public streets, meaning the uh, world export market? So uh, in that regard, I think you know we saw you know some prompting of profit taking, if you will. But it's uh, can't help but notice, despite uh, the soybean market being down noticeably, bull spreads are still working. Same thing holds true with soybean meal. So I'm trying to write off today is just you know some speculative profit taking. Uh, some of the funds, you know, probably uh, trading a little bit too much. You know, the uh, market doesn't have, uh, call call it mid-season liquidity, if you will. So it's easy to push things around. But uh, can't help but notice, you know, we saw new highs for the current rally in uh, both corn, beans, and soybean meal last night. And uh, we run into some profit-taking. But given where we closed versus our lows, I'm just saying, you know, okay, this is just everyday day, you know, day trading, if you will. Um, This has been the MO of the market, you know, looks good for a couple of days, doesn't follow through. Then the market sells off for a couple of days, doesn't follow through. So I'm with the frame of mind that we still have an upwards bias, but the key is, you know, in the uh, going forward, you know, how's Argentina going to develop? Uh, Brazil, when are their, uh, when's that bean crop going to hit the streets? So, you know, I think it's uh, almost inevitable that uh, eventually the Brazilian soybean crop is going to hit the streets and uh, that's going to take the shine off our soybean market. But, 
know, still watching the product market, and the product markets are a result of what's going to happen with Argentina. So if their soybean crop is short, uh, you're going to see the product markets uh, adding stability to uh, the soybean market. Uh, yesterday we saw it without a doubt. Uh, and as I mentioned, soybean spreads, bull spreads are still working despite the lower price. Soybean meal spreads, bull spreads are working despite the lower price. Soybean oil stands in. Uh, also hearing a lot of chatter about, uh, hey, did everybody see what the stock market did today? Did you see what precious metals did today? Uh, did you see what the dollar did today? In other words, stock market was looking pretty good uh, earlier in the day. Uh, we saw some uh, news that suggested, okay, inflation is slowing down, and yet the stock market rolls over. Uh, precious metals that have been looking pretty good here lately, uh, they, they've rolled over. Uh, the dollar, earlier this morning, the dollar was at new lows for the uh, current down move, and uh, the dollar is now higher on the day. Uh, looking at uh, crude oil, crude oil is down 70 cents a barrel. Doesn't sound like much. But that's almost three dollars a barrel off the uh, the day's high, so you know there's there's some talk spilling into the grain market about uh, recession, if you will. But uh, you know we'll just see how that goes going forward. But uh, you know we had a lot of different uh, factors at work here today, and uh, overall, you know I still think the grain market's in okay hands. Is it going to run away from us on the upside? No. Uh, the downside, I think it's going to be limited uh, based on what the USDA told us last week. Uh, the corn carryout, the projection, it's tight. Uh, USDA had to cut demand to give us a, call it a reasonable looking carryout. Uh, the soybean carryout, 210 million bushels, that's tight. You know, there's nothing bearish about that. So, you know, we're going to see uh, you know, going forward a lot of push pull, if you will. Uh, but you know, right now I'm with the frame of mind, one puts their trading shoes on and, uh, fade these, uh, what I call short term interday extremes. That is Tom Fritz at EFG group in Chicago on the hat Wednesday market review, the Wednesday settlements, March corn, six eighty one and a quarter, a loss of four cents, three and a half cents down on the May contract, six seventy nine and a quarter. 1524 and a half March soybeans down 15 and a quarter but 13 cents off the day's low May contract 1521 and a half 16 cents lower March wheat 742 and a half nine and a quarter off in the meats quiet on the cattle market front live cattle for February 15680 20 cents lower April up 12 cents down a dollar 12 February lean hogs 7732 I'm Ian Bank with the Wednesday Farm Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.